Well, I actually heard a story actually this week. Um, how many of you guys have heard of the comedian Michael Jr.? Anybody ever listen to him, watch him? Or heard a story about how he had, at one of his little concerts or whatever that's called, it's not like he sings, what is that, like an event or whatever, show, that's what it is, one of his shows, he had asked a member of the audience um, to sing the opening stanza of Amazing Grace. So uh, the gentleman, who happened to be a music teacher and had a great deep baritone, began to sing the first um, stanza of Amazing Grace, and he did it flawlessly. So after praising this performance, okay, these, you know, everyone's clapping, excited, it was beautiful, Michael Jr. asked the teacher to do it again, but this time he painted a scenario for him, something that would deepen the appreciation of the song Amazing Grace, such as like a family member being released from prison. So with that in his mind, painting this picture of deeper appreciation for the song, it wasn't surprising that the guy's second performance outshone the first one. Okay, the, this time the song was performed with added feeling and emotion. The words were more animated The tone got deeper and richer. And Michael Jr. says at the end, when he's finished, he says, when you know your why, then your what has more impact because you're working towards your purpose. Leadership expert Simon Sinek, and that's for you, Richard, says that it's not enough to know what you do. That's actually a slide. It's not enough to know what you do and how you do it. At our essence, we are most motivated by knowing why we do things. Why do we do these things? So tonight, I want us to be reminded of both why and how we study the Word of God. So that is the title of this message for you keen note takers who are also history makers. It is why and how. Why do we study the Word of God? If you were to Google that, say, hey, why do we study the Word of God? You would get like anywhere from one major reason to like 200. 200 reasons why you should study the Word of God. But for our sake and time, and because little kids are also in here tonight, I just came up with three because that's what good pastors should do. Just keep it simple. Keep it to three. Okay? But three reasons why we should read the Word. Because when we understand our why, we'll know the reason why. We should do the how. Right? Okay? So simply put, the first reason is this. It is the revealed Word of God. That is why we study the Bible. That's why we read it. It is his revealed word. Now, Tony has taught us this month about the word, about the Bible. He's done a great job. If you have missed any of the podcasts, go back and listen to those about the word, about the the, uh, biblical foundation of God's word in our lives. So he's done that. And each week he said this phrase and he even referenced multiple times a scripture, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. If you spent any amount of time with me, if you've taken any of my Bible classes, because I teach Bible at a school, uh, if you're in my youth group, if you've done any kind of discipleship, any kind of women's Bible study, this is a scripture. I'm like, get it memorized. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, get this in your heart. And the first part of that is this, all scripture is inspired by God. All of it is inspired by God. It is God-breathed, and scripture contains the mind of God, and it contains his will for each of our lives. That's why the Bible was given to us. And if you haven't taken time, right here I want to insert, if you haven't taken time to just read even briefly how we got the Bible, 
do that. It is fascinating. Over thousands of years, what God did and how he spoke to men and how inspired these words were, and for thousands of years, they're accumulating into this canonization of scripture that you are holding in your hands today. And you know that the word says, it'll never pass away. It will always endure. What you're holding in your hand will never pass away. It's incredible. And he gave it to us for us to understand his mind and his thoughts towards us and his will for our lives. And this is a foundational belief that as believers, we have to wrap our hearts and our minds around before you're truly going to understand the why. Why should we study his word? If you don't have your heart wrapped around that, that it is truly inspired by God, it's going to be hard for you to even want to do the how. So if you don't believe that the Bible you hold in your hand is infallible, if you don't believe that it is absolutely without error, that it is complete and inspired by God, you are significantly less likely to read it, let alone obey it. If you don't believe that the Word of God is the only and absolute divine authority, if you don't believe that the Word is totally sufficient to meet your needs, and that it will accomplish all that it promises, you are not likely to make reading it a priority in your life. If you don't understand the why, you're less inclined to practice the how. It's so important. As I was studying for this, preparing for this, I felt that this could be a significant turning point in the life of many of you in the room, if not all of you. To stop in this moment and settle something in our hearts before the Lord. Because guess what? The word of God has been under attack from the beginning and it will continue to be under attack. And it is important that we settle and we know that this is inspired, that it is inerrant, it is complete, and it is for us. And we can know the mind of God through his revealed word. So if you guys would do that with me, just close your eyes, just in a posture of just receiving In this moment, Lord, settle it right here. Let this be a turning point in our hearts that this very moment, June 30th, 2018, was a pivotal point in serving you and following you. That we stake the claim and we believe that these 66 love letters are your words to us. They are your words, and they are inspired by you. God breathed. Settle that here and anchor it deep inside of our soul. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Okay, the second reason why we study God's word is that it's God's instructions for life. It's just his instructions, right? You hear that. This is just the old trusty instruction manual, right? You have to check out the rest of that passage in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, okay? All scripture is inspired by God. And there's a second part. It is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses the scripture to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Tony and I could build a year's worth of sermons on that one passage of scripture. And still not touch the surface of how God uses this to teach us, to instruct us, to encourage us, 
Some of your translations say to rebuke you, right? But also to prepare you and to equip you. We could spend years just building off of that scripture alone. I could stand here all night and quote scripture after scripture after scripture that reinforces this truth that God's word are his instructions to us. The book of Proverbs alone is like a little mini instruction manual, right? And it teaches us how to live wisely in this world. Do you want to be foolish? You want to be wise. That's the book of Proverbs. It teaches us. It's a little manual. It's something that we should probably like have on repeat and as we raise our kids. What's foolish? What's wise? If we are to live lives worthy of the calling, like Apostle Paul says, we say that a lot up here too, right? We want to live lives worthy of the calling that we've received in Christ Jesus. If we want to do that, then we need to know how to do that. And we can know. Fortunately, God did not leave us in the dark. I say this all the time. We have not been left in the dark. We have not been left to grope along on our own without guidance, without direction, without discernment, without power. Did you know it says, and you've probably quoted this before in Psalms 119, that his word is literally a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. Tell me that that's not incredible instruction. He illuminates the way. It's direction. It's instruction. He literally does that. What's awesome about the word of God, too, and I think so many people look at the word of God as just this list of do's and don'ts that we have to kind of grudgingly obey, that it's just so much work. And we're like, yeah, I got to obey the word again. But what is awesome is that there's an incredible perk and benefit to studying God's word. There's so many of them. But I want you to turn to Psalms 119. Actually, open your Bible or your app to 119. You guys know that's the longest chapter in, in the Bible, 150 verses there. Each one references, has some reference to God's word, his instructions, his commands, his statutes, his regulations, every verse in there. I challenge you guys to be reading that and let that reinforce as you read Psalms 119 why you need the word of God, because it is going to lay it out for you why you need it. Okay, way better job than I can do. But verses one and two say this, joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful. Joyful are the people who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. Did you guys know that one of the coolest benefits of obeying God's word, of reading it, is that you can have the joy of the Lord? On this journey and this life that we're living, of living lives worthy, we don't have to be like Eeyores along the road on this path. Like, gotta obey God's word. Did you know that a byproduct, a benefit of being in it is that you get to be joyful? And some of you guys are needing that. You need some joy of the Lord in the house and in your lives. And this is such a promise of the Lord that when you do that, when you seek him, When you seek it with all of your heart, there is such joy. All right, the third benefit or the third reason why we study the word is that it is our nourishment. It's just straight up our nourishment. Okay, so imagine that you go a day without eating anything. Most of you in the room probably have not gone a day without eating anything. 
Most of you can't handle missing a meal. If you're a teenager, I know that one for a fact, okay? So you're like, I don't go a day without missing a meal. Most of us, we eat a meal, we're thinking about what our next meal is going to be, right? Most of you are thinking about dinner right now. You're thinking about it. Your stomach gets rumbly, and you're like thinking about something, kettle chips. That's what I think about And our bodies, we want that, right? But imagine you go a day without eating anything, and then a week, and then a month, and some of you are like, no way, why would anybody even do that? And as time goes on, when you don't eat in your physical body, you become weaker and weaker, right? You have to have fuel. Our bodies need nourishment to live. And it is the same in our spiritual lives. There's no difference here. There's a complete parallel to that. Just as our physical bodies need it, Our spiritual do too. It is through our spirit that we have contact with God. And it is our spirit, not this body. You guys realize this. It's not this body that enters into eternity with the Lord. It's our spirit. That's who enters into eternity. And it needs nourishment, right? Just like our physical body, it needs nourishment to be alive and awake to the will of God. It wakes you up. Think about when you don't have energy And you're like, I just need a protein bar or some Starbucks coffee or something. And you're like, I'm feeling good now. You wake up and you're feeling good about it. Jesus said this in Matthew 4, 4, okay? He said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. All right, so he's not saying bread isn't good. He's saying bread's good, okay? You can live, you can have some bread. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's what we live by. John 6, 63. I have this up because I want you to see it written. Write down that scripture reference. Mark it in your Bible. It says, the spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. We put a whole lot more effort, human effort, into trying to accomplish something in our physical bodies than we do in our spiritual bodies. We spend a whole lot more time thinking about our physical than we do our spiritual. But it's the spirit, that, the words that give spirit and life. If we want to gain life and nourishment for our spirit, it is essential that we spend time with God's word. It's your daily bread. It's your manna. And when it's read and obeyed, okay, not just hearers, but doers of the word, right? When it is read and when it's obeyed in a spirit of faith, okay, that's essential. You're reading it and you're obeying it in a spirit of faith, of believing what it says. It leads us to unimaginable spiritual growth. Nothing compares to it. Unimaginable. You can't even fathom the kind of spiritual growth that develops in our lives. But like starting a diet, how many of you guys have ever had a diet, started one, you're like on it, keto, can't have bread, okay? Like starting a diet, like starting a new exercise program, like trying to take vitamins and supplements, or even just drinking more water, right? You're just like, I'm just going to start small, I'm just going to try to drink more water, less Coke, okay? You're just going to start there. One time isn't going to magically change our circumstances, is it? You're like, but I didn't drink a Coke. Why didn't I lose weight? (laughs) You know? 
Like, I worked out once. Why am I not buff? You know, like, you can't just one time expect that in our physical body it's going to radically change, right? It takes some time. It takes some deliberate effort. Like anything in our physical body, it's very similar with the spiritual. Too often, we'll go to the Bible only when we're wanting a quick fix. Only when we want some instant gratification. And while it is absolutely true, I want you to hear me. It is absolutely true. We can find comfort and hope in those times of need, in those times of crisis. You absolutely can find it. You can find it there when you're coming at it in a spirit of faith. You will find it, but you can't approach it occasionally. You can't just approach it in a time of crisis. That's good. Do it. Go to the Word. But you also have to approach it regularly. You got to do it. Just like you guys ain't skipping meals. I don't know many people skipping meals. Okay? You don't skip this part of your spirit, man. It takes intentional daily practice even when you don't feel like it. Right? Even when you don't feel like it. All right, so let's get to the how. How do we do it? So that's the why. Okay, it's the inspired word of God. To me, that's enough. But on top of that, it gives us some instructions. So we're not groping along here trying to figure out life on our own. But if that wasn't enough, it's also our nourishment. Those are three great whys for us to understand the how. How do you do this? How do you get in the word? I get asked that all the time. All the time. There are resources at our fingertips like never before. There are apps for everything. Some of you guys wake up, your alarm goes off with a verse of the day, right? You're like, oh, verse of the day. That was so significant, okay? We have so many resources. Becca Reed was telling me, I wrote it down. I can't remember what it's called, but you can become a monthly member, subscribe to a monthly membership of temporary tattoos with scripture memory, and you just put them on your arm. That way, if you're wanting to learn some scripture or be an evangelistic or relevant to your culture, you can get a, tempor- a temporary tattoo. For those of you guys who are not committed to ink, such as myself, it makes me feel a little claustrophobic, temporary feels a little better, right? But you can even do that. Find Becca. She'll tell you what that website is. You can get scripture tattoos. Come on. I mean, is, well, how far is it going to go? this point, okay? But you can do it. But also, if you spend any time with me, you know what I'm about to say when you read the Bible. The approach, the Bible study program, do you know what I'm about to say? What is it? Soap. Okay, good. We put it up there. This is something that I started doing years ago, and it has been a significant Bible study tool in my life. I want to walk you through how to do it. Um, but Ken made copies for us. Um, there's hard copies in the back, but you're also about to get, if you have signed up for our text, um, to get text from the church, you're going to get links to this information, to these resources, okay? So you can get a hard copy in the back, or you can just click on the link to see it, okay? But in the welcome booth, it's out there. But soap, I want to break it down for you really quick, what soaping is. I meant to bring Emma Cates, because if a six-year-old can soap, you can too. And that girl can do it. She gets some serious spiritual revelation from the, from the Bible. So what you do, whatever portion of Scripture that you're going to read for that day, I made a commitment a few years ago that I was going to soap journal every single chapter of the Bible. And so 
I started that a few years ago, and I have two books left, which is super cool. So excited. I'm sorry. You can clap. It's all good. Um, but what you do, whether you're reading a chapter a day or a portion of scriptures a day, you ask the Lord, Lord, speak to me through your word. What do you want to highlight through your word for me today? And if you mark in your Bible, you like to highlight, you like to do these things, whatever stands out to you, you take that portion of scripture, underline that, and then you have a journal, or if you're a typer, you take that scripture and you write that down. That's the S, scripture. And then the O is observation. And basically, you, you think about what you just read, and you let your imagination draw a picture in your mind. If you've read books, you do this. When you're reading fiction or reading stories, do you not create a scene in your mind? Well, this is the observation process in soap journaling. And you just write two to three sentences. What do I observe? What was happening? Who was talking? Where were they? What was the setting? What was the context? Write that down. And why do you need to write it down? Because when you write it down, you're more likely to remember it. I want you guys to think about this. You can remember images from when you were like four years old. When you get an image in your mind and a picture in your mind, then you can recall it. So you're putting it in context. You're giving it a framework. And then the A is application. Lord, how does this apply to me? Might be a little hard when you're going through Leviticus. Okay? But the Lord can always speak. It's amazing what he can do through his word and speak to us. Lord, how do I apply this to my life? And then the P is prayer. It can just be prayer for that moment, prayer for what the Lord is speaking to you through that scripture, or it can be your prayer list of people and every family member. Some of you guys, I know you got those kind of prayer lists. You're praying for everybody. It's awesome. It can be that, but faithfully and intentionally soap journaling because it gives you purpose and direction in what you're doing, all right? I was thinking of the scripture. I hear this all the time. I just don't get it. When I'm reading the Bible, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. It's over my head. I feel like I'm coming into the middle of a story. I feel like I don't know enough of the back history to understand what he's even talking about here. But I want to encourage you with a verse. The Lord brought this to my mind when I was, when I was practicing for this, okay? You ready for it? Psalms 119, 130. It's not up there because I just thought of it earlier. Write this down, Psalms 119, 130. This is the NLT. This is going to bring some comfort to somebody in the room, okay? Somebody's needing this scripture. It is for you. It says this, the teaching of your word gives light so even the simple can understand, Okay? If you're like, I'm simple, I'm a simple person, the word of God gives light so that even simple can understand it. Isn't that awesome? You don't have to have a master's in theology. You don't have to have your PhD in biblical studies. You can be simple and the word can shine his light and teach us something. Isn't that awesome? Come on. It's so cool. Okay, the second thing that we have printed out there for you is a Bible reading plan. Hey guys, if this is the revealed word of God, Teenagers, are you listening? If this is the revealed word of God, and this is his instructions for our life, and if this is his nourishment, we need to be reading it, and we need to read the whole thing. We need to be reading this whole thing, right? Get through it. Absorb it. Digest it. Get in there. So we have out there copies for you guys of the daily reading Bible program, okay? It's a a five-day-a-week Bible reading 
program, okay, to read through the whole Bible chronologically in a year, okay? And it's all right there for you. There's even little check boxes for some of you guys, and I know that you're like, that's exactly what I need. I need a check box, okay? You're like, sense of accomplishment. It's good. That's good. The Lord knows that we need rewards. There's heaven, right? Okay? He knows we like it. Okay? So 52 weeks, and you can just pick up where you can pick up this week. So there's a copy of that out there, or we've sent, we're going to send it through the link. thought that was super cool. You can read the entire Bible or just the New Testament in a year. This is the way they have it set up. So you're like, I don't know if i got that much time to read all that, but I can read the New Testament in a year. I challenge you guys to do that, okay? Get in the Bible and read. You can do this. I was thinking of um, the parable that Jesus told about the pearl of great price and how the guy sold everything that he had so that he could find that pearl. And that is basically the commitment that you have to make as a believer as it comes to the word of God, that you are going to do this, that you're going to commit your life to it because you're understanding the why now and you've got practical ways to walk out the how. And let this be the pearl of great price. Search for it because the Lord's promises is you will find it. He's going to reveal himself to you. All right, so let's stand. In closing, I want us to read the scripture We have it up there. It's 1 John 2, 5, and 6. You guys look at that. I'm not going to ask you to read it out loud. I want you to just follow along. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. How else are we going to know? His word shows us. It's how we know we can have that assurance. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Lord, we thank you so much for the impartation of your word. And we ask now, God, for a resolute stand in our hearts to be intentional and to be dedicated to knowing your thoughts to learning how to live, walking in wisdom and in grace, maturing in our spirit man. Lord, there's just absolutely no excuse. Not one person is exempt from these benefits. Not one. Lord, you can impart beautiful Beautiful things to us. We thank you that your word is active and living. It is like a double-edged sword. It cuts down to the bone and to the marrow and it divides. It is a tool. And we want to learn how to wield the sword of the spirit. To be wise. To grow in our discernment. And to live like you. How else will we know unless we read and see how you lived, what you said, what you taught? We receive the strength and the power and the equipping that your word brings. And Lord, would you forgive us for being casual about your very words? Would you forgive us 
for allowing distractions to occupy our mind and our time and for making these excuses. Help us, show us how to manage our time wisely and that we can meditate on your law day and night, Lord. We receive all that you have and we say thank you for being patient with us. In Jesus' name, amen.